Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Singer and Kelly Fox. Hello and welcome to Fearless Generations 12 Steps to Freedom. Tonight is Step 7, Surrender. And we are talking all things surrender because tonight is introduction night. And we have a wonderful guest coach on tonight. But first, let me introduce you to my co-host, Terry Sayer. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I'm doing well. I'm basking in the beautiful weather of California. We had like 80 degrees today. So sorry, those of you that still have snow. (laughs) Yeah, but it's raining the rest of the week. So hopefully you did enjoy it. (laughs) I certainly did. (laughs) Well, good. Yes, we do have quite a bit of nice weather here in California. Um, Yeah, and so... Uh, you know, though, with the subject of surrender, sometimes you just got to surrender to that weather, whatever it's going to do. Don't have much control over that, do we? No, you don't mess with Mother Nature. All right. And we are super excited to bring on our guest coach tonight. You guys are familiar with her. She is the wonderful and talented Sylvia McIntosh. How are you doing tonight, Sylvia? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. It's an honor to be back. We love having you. Thank you. I love being here. Yes. And do you have snow, Sylvia? No. Actually, today was quite nice. It got um, into the upper 40s. It was sunny and clear and dry, so I got to take a long walk. And it's expected to be dry and mild all week. So we're actually getting spring this week, which is lovely. Mm -hmm. Great. Good to hear. And so talking surrender, Sylvia, why don't you start us off with your journey with surrender and maybe you know, something that has supported you with surrender or has supported um, one of your clients with it? All right. Well, I think rather than journey, surrender is more, that this is my struggle. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> surrender, not even trying to pretend I'm in control. Um, really just, so surrender for me is really about letting go letting having it's okay to have a plan and have a desire and then letting go of it that I can have the plan but I can't be attached to it because for one thing I don't know what's really coming so being open to the possibility Mm -hmm. and there are just so many things about planning over which I have no control Um, Mm -hmm. weather (laughs) other people um, world events um, even things that maybe I just don't know yet, but that are coming my mm-hmm. way that I need to be open to. So surrender is really about being open, trusting in, for me, it's, it's trusting in God. That's the term that I'm comfortable with and happy with, but it, it just could be the universe, that there is something in operation that's bigger than I am 
and it knows more than I do, and it probably has some pleasant surprises for me, even if initially they may not look so great. Mm-hmm. They're good to be I'm willing to be open to the blessings and the lessons that are there. Yeah. That, that's a tough one. Yeah. And when you when you first approached surrender, did you feel like um, ever that it was like giving up or raising the white flag? No, I never felt that it was like giving up. But it does involve a level of trust that although when I when I do it, it's actually quite freeing because this idea that I am in control carries with it a lot of burden. Because mm-hmm. then suddenly I feel as if I am responsible for other things that are going on, um, other people's reactions, other people's opinions, things that I may have nothing, I, I may have no control over, but I think somehow I'm supposed to be responsible for them. So if things go wrong, it's my job to fix it. So when I remember to surrender God and be open to the the bumps and the detours and the things that can come along the way and see them, be open to them as potential blessings, it actually is very freeing because then when they are bumps and detours, I don't feel responsible for fixing them. My job is to see what's in this to bless me. What do I get to learn now? So they become more of an opportunity. So that was a revelation to me that things going wrong or seeming to go wrong wasn't necessarily wrong, and I didn't have to be upset by it. I still forget. (laughs) I still like planning and think it's going to go how I've laid it out. But when I can remember to surrender, to trust, it's really very freeing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Are you, you gone, Kelly? Sort of seems like she is, doesn't it? Yep, it seems like Kelly? she's gone. Oh, okay. Uh, Kelly also asked about um, stories with clients, and to be quite honest, I don't know that I've really worked with surrender much with clients. Mm-hmm. I don't have a story there, but. Um, it it has been helpful to me when I remember. Yeah. Yeah, I think it really ties in as well. I mean, I couldn't agree more with everything that you said. I think it's, uh, you know, the idea of being in control is something that many of us that come to Fearless Living, that's that's how fear has affected our lives, that we <laughs> feel like we, are, we have to be in control because that's our comfort zone. And <laughs> so I think... Part of stretch, risk, and die, which we talk about frequently as being a strategy that we can use, I think that also works for surrendering because you want to surrender to the concept or the idea of breaking through your fear and getting out of your comfort zone, which is a risk or a stretch or, you know, sometimes it's it's scary enough to be a die, that that has something to do with surrender too because that faith that it takes to surrender uh, to, to whatever, and for me it's God as well, whatever God has because he has the plan and he knows the outcome and having the faith to step out of your comfort zone is kind of like surrendering as well, uh, surrendering to that, to that uh, journey. But I still do a daily plan, 
but I'm not tied to that plan ending up at nine o'clock or 10 o'clock that night to being, you know, what, what uh, I anticipated the outcome to be. And I think that is a really freeing way to, to move through space is um, that you're just in the present. I mean, last month we talked, uh, the, you know, the stuff of being in the present moment. And I think mm-hmm. when you're in the present moment, you're surrendering to, uh, to that higher power to, uh, you know, whatever opportunity is going to come and whether it's a challenge, an opportunity or some joyful experience, it, there's always that lesson to be learned because you've surrendered to that process. And I think once you surrender to that process as a way of living, it does free you up and, and it allows you to, um, I don't know, not like I was, I'm a recovering perfectionist and it allows me to just be in the moment and accept that, you know, I'm not in control. I'm not perfect. And what is what is my purpose and what is my passion? And if I'm true to being aligned with that and I'm surrendered to whatever comes, so freeing. And it just makes a life more joyful and more pleasant, even in the times of challenge. So I think it's it's an amazing, amazing step. It's probably one of my favorite steps because I really didn't understand it until recently. I used to think I I surrendered, but I would say things like, in my prayers, I would say things like, okay, I surrendered. Now can things go back to the way they used to be? You know? (laughs) Yes, I can relate. No, that's not surrendering, Terry. That's not surrendering at all. (laughs) You know? Mm So (laughs) I think it's it's taken me a while to, to even understand what that meant, even though I've talked about it you know, in my spiritual life for a long time. But I think I really, now I, I think I really understand that after working with the, the 12 steps of freedom, you know, for several years and really working the work of living, I've come to, to a much more clear understanding of what that means to surrender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is, it's, it's, it is a tougher one for me to remember. Even though I know when I can truly do it, it is quite freeing. Mm-hmm. And I think with my clients, one of the first steps that, that we work through when we talk about expectations is mm-hmm. that when you surrender to intention and you no longer are motivated or acted upon by ex- expectations, that's a kind of surrender. It's kind, it's kind of a surrender to... I can't control anybody else. I can't even control myself. So why have expectations, you know? Uh, I yeah. can't control my emotions. I can't control what other people do. I can only control my intentions and how I'm going to show up. And that's, I think that's a form of surrender when people can actually get their head around that and recognize that, that what other people expect of you or what you think the environment or your parents or what even what you expect of yourself uh, is the higher way of thinking or taking the higher road is to be living by your intentions. And I think that's kind of a surrender uh, to, for people. I think it was for me to give up my expectations. That's when I could say I'm a recovering perfectionist uh, <laughs> because I gave up that expectation that I was going to be perfect. And so that was surrendering to a process as well, I think. So I think we, we surrender in different ways in different situations. But it's giving up that control, like you said in the first place. It's being willing 
first of all, aware that we that we are con- trying to control other people and control our situations and control what you know the universe is going on around us, and then giving up the idea that we can control that. All we can control is our reactions and our intentions, and mm-hmm. then moving forward in that way. I think that's that's kind of a surrendering to a process and to an awareness and a willingness. And it's always amazing to me how these steps just work together, you know, the synergy of of all of them. And uh, they can become a real pattern for the way we show up and the way we um, take up space. What? Yeah. Oh, Kelly just opened the door and said there's a listener with a question. So. Oh, all right. I guess we're going to go ahead and, and let that listener come online. <laughs> awesome. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. Um, my name is James. Um, I'm listening to your program, and it's um, quite uplifting. Well, good. Yes. Thank you. Have you have you have you struggled with surrendering in your life, or is that a, a practice that you're trying, or just this is an awareness? Uh just awareness. Just mm-hmm. awareness. Um, I, um, as a matter of fact, I just retired. I used to, I taught English at a prison for 29 oh. years. Wow. Yeah. Well, both and, Sylvia and I are educators, too, so we, we're both teachers, so that's good. <laughs> we oh, know great, 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 great. Yeah. All right. Well, if I may, um, there's a poem that was taught to me by a man that I'm going to attend his funeral on oh. Friday. And I would like to recite it for you. I'm going to just rip oh, it off certainly. the top of my head. Um, yeah, have you ever it. heard of uh, Joseph Rudyard Kipling? Mm-hmm. It's called If. It's about dealing with adversity. If you can keep your head when everyone else is losing theirs and blaming it on you, if you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting, too. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting or being lied about, don't deal in lies or being hated. Don't give way to hating, and yet don't look too good nor talk too wise. If you can dream and not let dreams be your master, if you can think and not let thoughts be your aim, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two impostors just the same, if you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by names to make traps for fools, or watch the things you've given your life to broken, and stoop and build them up with one-out tools. If you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss, and lose and start again at your beginnings, never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart, nerve, and sinew to serve their turn, Long after they're gone, and hold on when there's nothing left in them, except the will which says to them, hold on. If you can talk to crowds and keep your virtue, walk with kings nor lose your common touch. If neither foes and loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you, but none too much. If you could fill the unforgiven minute with 60 seconds worth of distant run, yours is the earth and everything in it, which is more, you'll be a man, my son. Kipling. 1896, for my good friend, Mr. Chuck Grisano, um, English professor, Drexel University. Thank you for allowing me to share that with you guys. Oh, thank you. Thank you, James. Thank you so much. Thank you, James. 
Well, what does that, what, what is the essence of that poem to you? I mean, it really does. Being involved, being present, and not being overwhelmed by any of it. Go ahead. Well, I just, I love that poem, and I just think it's so appropriate. I I appreciate so much sharing it with us this evening. And mm-hmm. and I think she's gone off the of, of line. But if you're still listening, James, thank you so much, because that adds uh, a, a great deal of uh, depth to our discussion tonight. So thank you so much. And I've got Kelly sitting right here next to me, so she can she can be in our conversation now. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, my my phone dropped off because it died. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I think surrender is um, I think surrender is different to everybody, um, and and for me, I think at first it was it was kind of like that white flag. Like I felt like I had to give up, um, and I think now it's more of a submission. It's more of a, um, you know, like kind of giving my will, uh, what's the word, like, yeah, willingly. And instead of feeling like I'm just giving up or I'm being forced to do this or that. And I think that having that shift in my attitude definitely has uh, supported me with embracing surrender. Mhm. I love that. Thank you. Welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. I think what supports me in surrender is gratitude, um, because I see, I see all of the good things that are going on in my life, and it supports me to kind of trust that those things are going to continue moving forward, regardless if you know, this is happening or that's happening, I know that um, that I have all of these blessings and they're continuing to come. And as I continue to shift my mind into gratitude, I see more and more. And I know that, you know, like how, Sylvia, you were saying that greater power, for me, it's, it's God as well. But for whatever you call it, you know, spirit, universe, um, you know, that it has my back. And and that I'm continuing to be blessed within the challenge um, or the struggle. Something occurred to me. This wasn't a coaching client, but I was having a conversation with someone recently about wanting to get married. And they were saying part of the challenge they were having was finding someone who would, how did they put it? They wanted someone who would be would remain responsible for themselves in the marriage rather than someone who was going to expect him to provide everything and do everything for them. Mm, that they were mm-hmm. looking for more of a partner than than someone to care for. And as we were talking about surrender just now, I I, I think in a way that's how I in a way, it's kind of how I view my own relationship with God. 
is that I'm supposed to work with her. Uh, I'm listen for her guidance, but not just helplessly wait and stand there doing nothing and waiting to be rescued all the time. It's it's something of a partnership, and yet it. I mean, it, it's different from the marriage because I think God should do a lot more guiding than than a spouse should. But what I was talking to him about was the idea that if he could be open to some sort of relationship with God or some higher power, that that would give him a freedom in his relationship with his life that would be similar to what he's looking for in in the marriage. He doesn't want to be burdened and responsible for everything about some other person. And by having a relationship with God and trusting God and surrendering to God, then in this case, he, and so for me, would also be me, I'm no longer completely responsible for myself. My job is to listen and obey. So I still have to take the action. I still have a responsibility in this relationship, but I am not actually fully responsible if I am truly listening and allowing for God to lead. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I definitely think that um, for me, I, I definitely feel like we have to do our part and then um, he makes up the rest. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so if, you know, it's not a matter of sitting around and waiting. It's a matter of going out and, and doing the work. And then um, when I get to that point where I can no longer go forward or I, I don't have what I need, then he comes in and, you know, provides that. Yeah, it's the obey part of listen and obey. <laughs> mhm. Yeah. But I think, I mean, I think that um, regardless if you feel like you, you know, whatever your process, you know, I think you still have to be in that process, whatever it is. If, it, if it's, you know, doing affirmations or if it's, um, you know, visualizing or if it's uh, going out and doing the work, um, you know, there's a process and you have to be involved in that process and, and, and then, you know, listen to your intuition and, and follow what your intuition is guiding you to do. Um, all of those things I think play into, into that uh, and into surrendering to a higher power to lead and guide you. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess probably for me the bit, the one of the the things that taught me uh the peace of surrendering and like we were talking about the the joy that comes from surrendering, the freedom that comes from surrendering was when I was uh really sad about a relationship with one of my children and it was it was really like overtaking me and it was uh consuming a lot of my energy and making me very sad and i could you know i could be sad all the time because i was thinking about it all the time and i finally decided that i just was going to give that sadness away and surrender it 
to my higher power. And so I just gave it to God because in the scriptures it says, you know, he can, he can take our burdens upon him because he can do that. And so I took him up on it and I surrendered that feeling of sadness and it, it went away. And I just, it was like, aha, uh-huh, it really does work. And I no oh. longer uh, focused on that sadness. I focused on all the great things that I had done with that particular child in the past and all the potential that there was and, you know, in the future, because I don't know what's going to happen and he could walk back into my life or he could not, you know, it's just the way that the way it's going to be because that's, and I surrendered it. And, and so I, I mean, I would cry almost every day and I would just, you know, wallow in my sadness and that this is such a waste of my time and it's not making me progress. And so I just, I tried it and it worked. And so, that really helped me to understand the reality of the concept and and the practice and uh, process of surrendering, and that really brought it home for me and and allowed me to uh, have that experience in order to share that with my clients as well when I was asking them to practice that to process of surrendering. So that really helped me a lot. That was the one that. <laughs> For a while, I thought, well, I've surrendered. And then I said, okay, I surrendered. Now I understand it. Now I want it back the way it used to be. <laughs> so that was, that was the incident that taught me that, no, Terry, you haven't surrendered it yet. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I think you probably have to go through something like that where you really want the control in the situation, but you are forced to realize that you really have very little control over anything. And, you know, putting yourself in a situation where you can either accept the fact that you don't have control um, and, and go forward with the things you do have control over, or you can get mad <laughs> about it or whatever, Right. There's always, you know, a couple options of of where you're going to go with it. And maybe sometimes you are sad for a while or you are mad for a while or you are whatever the emotion is. And then you pick yourself back up and and you start moving forward in, in the ways that you can. And really the only the only thing we have control over is ourselves. And I think to a certain extent sometimes – we don't even have control over that. And so um, I think just that process of releasing that need for control is a huge part of surrender. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because it, it really is, it's, you know, it's, it's really not that tangible. <laughs> Well, we are getting down on time. Terry, would you like to share any last words on surrender with us tonight? Well, I just I feel like surrender is comes at this point in the in the step to freedom because at this point with our awareness and our willingness and our compassion and and connection, we're we're kind of ready to uh, understand that process of, of surrendering, and we're willing to 
practice that. And I think the more we practice surrendering in different areas of our lives, then the more free we are to be in the present moment and live our lives with purpose and be aligned with our our values and our passions. And as long as we're using our, our thoughts to make good choices, like listening and obeying, then we're able to continue to progress to be the person that we were created to be. And that surrender is just a, it's a huge part of, of being able to be connected to our higher power and to our faith and to our, our hope. And I think faith and hope are, are two of the, you know, the values that keep me focused on, on progression. So I think surrender is really, to me, it's, I think it's important to everyone, but to me, it's especially important. I really appreciate that step. Mm-hmm. Sylvia, yeah. any last words for you? I don't think so. I would just echo everything Terry just said. All right. Awesome. We are so grateful to have you on the show tonight. We know that you stay up super late to do so, and we appreciate it. I appreciate you having me. I really do. It's a joy to be here. Well, good. Keep coming back. <laughs> and um, that goes for you too, listeners. We appreciate you as well, and we want you to keep coming back too. And thank you, James, for coming on and and sharing your poem with us and your thoughts with us. We really appreciate that. We love having interaction with our listeners, and we really 